To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. Hey everyone, here's a great way to support this website and make money for yourself. This is Robinhood, the app that makes investing easier and offers more ways to make your money work harder. Their goal, investing in financial markets more affordable, more intuitive, and more fun, no matter how much experience you have or don't have. Keep a broker in your back pocket. Everything you need to manage your assets and all available in a single app. Set up customized news and notifications to stay on top of your assets as casually or as relentlessly as you like. Controlling the flow of info is up to you. Have access to stocks, funds, options, cash management, and cryptocurrency. Make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, funds, and options with Robinhood Financial. The same goes for buying and selling cryptocurrencies with Robinhood Crypto and zero commission fees. Also introducing cash management. Invest, spend, and earn all through your brokerage account. Secure a spot on the waitlist and reserve your card. Here's what I want you to do. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate and when you click on the referral banner and securely sign up either using your Android, Apple device, or desktop, you get a share of stock value between $3 and $150 after funding your account. That's all you got to do. You get a free stock. I get a free stock. We all win. Trading terms and conditions still apply. See Robinhood.com for more information. Once again, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate, click on the Robinhood referral banner, and claim your free stock. Robinhood, it's time to do money. Now, because I've been a football star and a war hero and national celebrity and a shrimp and boat captain, and a college graduate, this city falls of Greenbow, Alabama, decided to get together and offered me a fine job. So uh, I never went back to work for Lieutenant Dan. Though he did take care of my Bubba Gump money. He got me invested in some kind of fruit company. And so then I got a call from him saying, we don't have to worry about money no more. And I said, that's good. One less thing. Now, mama said there's only so much fortune a man really needs. And the rest is just for showing off. So I gave a whole bunch of it to the Foursquare Gospel Church. And I gave a whole bunch to the Biolabattery Fishing Hospital. And even though Bubba was dead and Lieutenant Dan said I was nuts, I gave Bubba's mama Bubba Shea. You know what? She didn't have to work in nobody's kitchen no more. And because I was a gozillionaire and I liked doing it so much, I cut that grass for free. JayHairPositiveSarcasm.com recording here from the Spare Parts Studios. Happy Sunday, everybody. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Positive Sarcasm, and Positive Sarcasm Podcast. Both are on YouTube. You can also find me on Parlor at POS Sarcasm. I don't really post there that much, but I do have an account there. So if you want to go ahead and check me out on that platform, uh, you're more than welcome to. Emails directly to Positive Sarcasm at Outlook.com. You can uh, subject podcast, subject guest, subject uh, whatever. Just put a subject that helps me get a better idea of well what you're looking for but we are winding down uh the days towards the uh going underground per se for the new spare parts studio because everything is going uh everything's getting condensed 
and remove I'm moving out of the location into a temporary spot um, where I'll be recording and doing everything and editing all that other stuff. But it'll just be for about five months. Yeah, about five months. And then I'll probably take like a week, probably about a week hiatus, and then I'll be back with a new spot, uh, a bigger and better spot with, uh, you know, a couple things extra here and there. But uh, that's, well, I'm just going to have to wait and see and go from there. Like everything else, I don't want to jump the gun. I don't want to be too forward. But this is the plan. It's in action. And uh, let's hope it all works out for the best because I've been working up to this point for 10 years, and um, it wasn't the easiest time to get here. And it's definitely going to be easier on the stretch there. And even when I'm at the spot where I want to be, I'm going to have to fight and work my ass off to keep it. So I could really use your support and anybody else's support, even if you don't like or agree with my content. The fact that I go out of my way to make content every single week, uh, regardless of what it is on my YouTube channel or my clips or my full-length podcast or the work that I do for clients or nonprofits, it is really appreciated. You can go to my website, positivesarcasm.com, and click on the contact slash donate section. I got a new sofa in here, too, which is nice. It seats, uh, seats people a little bit more comfy. It's got a little, uh, couple extra chair, uh, a couple extra, uh, what do you call it, uh, pillows and shit, but it's just an extra piece that... Um, well, the, the main goal now is to go, once I get the spot opened up down uh, by the seacoast, instead of having two guest chairs, I'm going to have three guest chairs, maybe two on screen like this, uh, two, two chairs on screen and one off screen, or th all three on screen, depending upon what gear I have available to me, what creativity I can come up with them. But there'll always be off screen seating for the podcast. It'll also become more of a viewing area as well with multiple TVs and multiple computers for guests to access at a moment's notice. So I'm hopefully going to have, not hopefully, I'm going to work towards that. I, if I want something, then it's going to happen. You know, um, so far over the last six years, you know, I've bought myself a watch every Christmas and for the last six years, and this one makes no exception. Um, I finally got myself a beautiful Tissot 42 millimeter full bracelet, and uh, I'm getting the links uh, taken out later this week. So, you know, material wise, I'm all set, but it was just a little reminder to myself that I still have the power to do as I please. And, but right now, uh, all the material shit aside, Right now, I'm looking for more guidance. Right now, I'm looking for more guidance in the sense that I already know how to take care of myself. I already know what I need uh, financially, uh, spiritually, emotionally, physically. Physically especially because I was, uh, I was out of the gym for a while, but now I'm working out more at home. And I have – I just got 200 – I got two, four 45-pound concrete plates uh, yesterday. I picked them up and finally got to do some full sets with real weights and uh, muscles, shoulders are feeling it today, but you know what? It feels good. It feels right. But that's only one piece of the puzzle. The thing is I need more uh, – I need m even more direction because, like, you can have a speed – a super fast boat, but it's got to go in a certain direction. And you can – the more you go from one side of the lake to the other side of the lake, the more you're, you know, you're wasting gas. You're wasting time. You're not going as fast as you want. You need proper guidance to get where you want to go. And that's why Jordan Peterson is one of those more uh, founding, found, more of those foundations for my later guidance in life. Well, guidance in my later years right now, because obviously, young, you know, younger, I had guidance then. In college, I had really no guidance. Um, 
and in my professional life, I hated even less guidance. Everything I've done that has really had any, any validity to the past five years of my life has been by my own doing, learning as I go, being my own little creative person. But right now, I mean, when it comes to Jordan Peterson, it's like, okay, I looked at him for some guidance as far as what I could be doing every moment of the day to better my situation. Then it helped me out dramatically. But that was from his book, uh, 12 Rules for Life, An Antidote to Chaos, which came out a couple of years ago. And through it, I watched, I, I read the book, I went through, I watched, I didn't get everything out of the book, but when I watched his lectures about every single one that he talked about, it helped me better understand, uh, a be it gave me a better perspective on what I can be doing and how to approach situations without necessarily having to parrot what's in the book or parrot him. I should always be myself and have my own slant on things. Like everybody tells you, be open-minded. Well, I don't have to be open-minded on everything because at the end of the day, I still have, I need to have a certain mindset in order to get certain things done, okay? Like Quentin Tarantino does not tell Martin Scorsese how to direct a movie, nor vice versa. They can take tips from one another if they prefer. But at the end of the day, they make different movies for different reasons because they have different passions. So, but right now there's, I mean, Art, Dr. Peterson just came back. He had a long, uh, for the longest time, he was trying to get off um, antidepressants because he had a, a what, his wife was terribly ill, who has since fully recovered. And then his withdrawal from those uh, benzodiazepines hurt him greatly to the point where he was near death. But now he's back. He's finally finished his second book, or excuse me, his, it's technically his third. He had maps of meaning. But the next one is uh, Beyond Order, Another 12 Rules. And I'm curious and I'm hopeful to know what's coming from those because I could use, well, let's say when I talked about the boat heading in a certain direction with all this horsepower, I still have, I still got, obviously, I got the boat, I got the horsepower. The question is how much horsepower do I have left? How much fuel do I have left? And how much tighter can I make the direction of my ship? This little empire, my own life, my personal life, whatever it is. How much tighter can I make it? How much more of a straight line can I get to the place where I want to go. So I'm curious if, it, if um, what I'm doing can be tightened up. Granted, I would have loved to have done this sooner in life, but hey, these people weren't a gift. They weren't a gift to me or they weren't available to me. Excuse me. It's a better word for it. Uh, one, one thing I should be focusing on is bettering my speech. Uh, but the idea of like, what else can he teach me that I may already know, but I need to be retaught again. You understand? Like there are, there are things that, are given to you by teachers or by family members or friends that you learn earlier, early in life, but they're given to you coded or encrypted or in a lock box. Like they give you a piece of information, but you can't really, you can't really quite understand it until somebody unlocks that box for you later in life. Like I didn't understand a lot of things my dad was talking about as, as far as etiquette and work and things like that until I had a boss, a, a store manager who I who went through his own troubles, who worked at a, uh, who worked at two restaurants that I worked at. He managed. He was a store manager of both of them, and he gave me a sense of, of ethic, of work ethic that I it, I wasn't understanding to unlock. I didn't know how to unlock it until he unlocked that information for me. It made me understand the idea of of, of merit, meritocracy, and effort. And it just sometimes it takes that other person to unlock these ideals that have already been instilled in you, but you haven't necessarily utilized them or you haven't un fully understood them because through struggle, you have appreciation for some of the things that you do. And right now I'm in a right now in my life. I mean, when I'm doing all this stuff at once, I'm very I become very uncomfortable. 
I become very uh, clingy and and nervous and in some ways distant because not to bother people. So like obviously like right now there is the move, there is the reallocation of all this stuff going into a smaller space. So taking maybe a step back so I can take the ultimate step forward. This stuff all makes me nervous. Now, does it am I looking forward to it? Yes. I actually actually am very much looking forward to it. Because I've answered a lot of my questions earlier this year about what I need. Mm. I need more coffee is what I need. So can Dr. Peterson's healthy return with a new book and with new guidance benefit me? What do I – I'm curious. I'm always looking to learn and learn new things in any fashion I see fit, whether it's trivial or it's something that can impact me greatly in my life. I'm wondering what else I could be doing, what else I could be learning. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want to fill my brain with a lot of bullshit that's out there right now. And there is a lot of bullshit. So I'm really trying to, I mean, you have to think about it. Like the amount of, like when I wake up in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening when I'm researching stuff, you don't understand the amount of articles I flip through without even looking at on a daily basis. Like the amount of information, this doesn't mean anything. This means nothing. This is useless. This is clickbait. This is bullshit. This is fake. This is stupid. This doesn't, I'm not interested in this. This is boring. None of this matters. I don't care about them. I don't care about them. And I definitely don't care about them. Literally just by scrolling through your feed and curating your feed, it's just so much, there is so much garbage out there to distract you from the information that you're trying to obtain. And it really does, it drags me down. Now, obviously, when we talk about things like Neuralink, things like Neuralink, oh yeah, you want to get, Neuralink is going to be one of those things that they, they're going to give you the ability to possibly is the amount of data that you're able to absorb on a daily basis. Because right now the bandwidth between you and what you're looking at or what you're doing is limited, obviously, with the power of your eyesight, your brain, your fingers. Uh, the thing is, though, with all the information that is available to us now, there's still a lot of bullshit that we're absorbing on a daily basis. Like people think that people look at kids now or they look at people now constantly on their phones. Well, if you look back in the 20s and 30s, people were, their heads were down also. So people's heads are down right now looking at their phone, not paying attention. Back then it was newspapers. People were still looking at, people still had their heads down and they were still oblivious. It was just an analog product versus a digital product. People still didn't see what was potentially coming. People in the 20s had no clue about the 1929 stock market crash until it happened. People were somewhat oblivious to World War II until it happened. Pearl Harbor, until it happened. September 11th, until it happened. The Cuban Missile Crisis, until it happened. The JFK assassination. Nobody were prepared to see these things happen or were prepared to make decisions to better their situation when these events occurred until it happened. The lockdowns. Nobody was prepared. There was panic selling. There was panic buying in the markets, in, in, the, in the grocery stores, where people were selling off all their stocks or losing all their money in the stock market, but going out and panic buying everything in the grocery store. So in all of that, through all of that information, have we evolved regardless of the amount of technology that's available to us? Or are we just as stupid and as misguided as we were in 1920? Would Gatsby be any different then than he is now? Would he be any more pure, any more corrupt? 
So right and right now, with everybody locked down and Comcast prepared to uh, set data caps on everything that we do, uh, what can we be doing to be more efficient as human beings? Is there something that Dr. Peterson can provide to us that will allow us to see more clearly in a time where there are curfews, where there are lockdowns, where we are no longer the United States? We're called that. But in order for me to drive into Massachusetts, unless I'm going there for work, I have to sign paperwork, which means I'm no, which means I'm no longer a U.S. citizen. I'm just a new citizen of New Hampshire. That's it. The idea of, be, of, of being here is to go from state to state to state where nobody can ask me any questions about who I am or where I'm going or what I'm doing unless I commit a violation of that state. Other than that, it's just you cruise along. But it, that's the thing. I am now limited to my, what I can do once I hit that border. Some would say it's for the safety of others. Others would say it's, it's, uh, it's a slippery slope that's only going to get worse. Because once you give somebody power, it's, a lot, it's, it's impossible sometimes to take it away. Now, I'm not saying that we should uh, revolt because revolution uh, is always the worst thing, always the worst decision the day after. I know that Slava Zizek, who, uh, that little spitty, lispy guy who debated Dr. Peterson, he did say something. He is a, he's a smart guy. He's just annoying to listen to. But he said, like, there is no V for Vendetta part two. I would, and he said, I would sell my mother to see a part two to that movie. The day after the revolution, what do people do? Most likely, generally, things turn into failed states. There's a lot of crime. There's a lot of bad shit that happens when we revolt from the system that we have. Don't get me wrong, we have it great, but my thing is to, uh, in order to avoid calamity, what are we going to do? What guidance can we be given at this moment in time to make better decisions on all aspects of life for our neighbors? for our representatives, for our kids, for our friends, for our family. So I'm wondering if there is other information. Now, obviously, the man I'm referring to, Dr. Peterson, uh, former clinical psychologist at the University of Toronto, one of my all-time idols, in order for him to, give us, to inspire us and give us new information, he had to first take care of himself. The book, uh, Beyond Order, Another 12 Rules, uh, the article is from fee.org and the uh, article is entitled why Jordan Peterson's new book couldn't be more timely. Now I've spoken about him on this podcast. You know that I've spoken about him and others time and time again. And that he's one of the inspirations for everything that I do as far as his information. He's not like an inspirational speaker, but the, the way he says things are inspirational because he's talking about how you can better yourself and be a better person. He's not like uh, Gary Vanderchuk. You got to hustle. You got to grind. You got to, you know, it's like, all right, we get you got to hustle and grind, but with what and where and how? Whereas Jordan is giving you simple steps in order to get your day rolling. And people have criticized him for these childish steps in order to be a better person well here's the thing is yeah they're childish but this is shit you should have been practicing a long time ago 
There are people who are still not following these rules that are still wasting time and still wasting money. So how childish is it if the person who's talking to you or no, no, if it's, is it childish that even though these rules are somewhat childish, you're the one who's still spending like a baby, spending like a child, a fucking 12 year old uh, at a candy store. When you're not being the responsible one, you're not being creative. You're not making the most of, of your time and effort and funds. So the article, uh, the message of Jordan Peterson's Beyond Order should make us rethink the lockdowns. This one is referred to the lockdowns. Now, obviously, if politics is involved, I remove it from the equation because this podcast doesn't do well with politics. And yes, have I thought about doing a political podcast? Yeah, I have. Um, but I thought about it. I've never actually pursued it. And I don't plan on creating a second podcast just to talk about politics because, fuck, it just ain't worth it. It just isn't worth it. I don't have enough information. I don't have enough knowledge. And quite frankly, I'm not in the know as enough. And I can't defend anybody because politics uh, expose, brings out the least in us. So uh, let's see. Jordan Peterson had a pretty rough year. He spent most of it crisscrossing the globe seeking treatment for a severe health issue. Relief of many fans around the world. He's on the road to recovery. Thanks to his family's relentless support and his unwavering determination to take responsibility for his life. On Monday, he took another big step back into the spotlight, released the latest, his released his latest book beyond order. This time focusing on the problems associated with excessive rigidity. Unlike my previous book, beyond order explores as its overarching theme, how the dangers of too much security and control might be profitably avoided. He says, while 12 Rules for Life was put forward as an antidote to chaos, Beyond Order is designed to highlight the flip side of the archetypal landscape. This is a critical perspective because it exposes the reality that order is not, un is not unconditionally good. Order can mean security and stability, but it can also mean tyranny and deadening uniformity. Chaos may present danger and uncertainty, but it can also be a source of potential innovation and renewal. As Peterson says, all states of order, no matter how secure and comfortable, have their flaws. In light of this, we need to move beyond order and actively seek out a degree of chaos. As he says elsewhere, an orderly structure has to allow an element of chaos into it in order to become something new, and even to maintain its own survival because things have to become something new as they move forward through time. So... Like this podcast has evolved through time and I've added in new elements and tried out new elements on each podcast and changing up the dynamics of it and trying to add new things and then moving spots and, and reorganizing the technology that goes with it is some of the aspects I'm trying to do. And during the lockdown, this has become my, my command center of comfort. So, but that can also lead to complacency. And that's something I have to be concerned about as a podcaster, as a video editor, as a content creator. So he, uh, let's see, in order to become something new and even to maintain its own survival because things have become something new as they move forward through time. Hence tipping his hat to the yin-yang symbol with a color scheme. Peterson's goal with, his, with this book is to remind us that well-being is best fostered by pursuing a healthy balance of chaos and order rather than indulging in an unhealthy obsession with an either extreme. The dangers of excessive order. As part of his announcement, Peterson also highlighted some intriguing cultural and political implications of his philosophy. 
The order we the order we strive to is impose on the world can rigidify as a consequence of ill-advised attempts to eradicate from consideration all that is unknown. When such attempts go too far, totalitarianism threatens driven threatens driven by the the desire to exceed, to exercise full control where such control is not possible even in principle. As Peterson explains in one of his personality lectures, the tendency to take order too far likely has its roots in human biology. More specifically, it arises from, dis from disgust sensitivity and the need to preserve cleanliness in our environments. High levels of infection may lead to ethnocentrism, xenophobia, distrust of different others, and conformity. Because such behaviors will reduce the likelihood of exposure to unfamiliar infections to which immunity has not been developed. In archetypal terms, we cling to order and cleanliness because it keeps us from safe from that is what's strange and different. But Peterson points out that there, even though s some even more striking implications of this idea, concerns about cleanliness and feelings of disgust have likewise been related to political attitudes, regions of, with higher levels of disease, prevalence tend to be associated with higher levels of social conformity and autocratic rule. Um, authority, okay, so it talks about, let's see. Another significant paper puts it, authoritarian governments are more likely to emerge in regions characterized by high prevalence of disease causing, causing pathogens. Not sure what that means, but take it for what it is. So he talks about restoring balance, the idea of uh, cleanliness and fragmentary mythology because it only presents half of the archetype, namely the positive side of order and the negative side of chaos. In reality, the other side of the story is just as important, that striving to, for sterility can also go overboard, which is something that we're starting to see right now. And I don't have an answer for you. I don't want to provide one, actually. I want you, uh, as a person, as a human being, as a family member, whatever, uh, you just try to obtain the most information possible. Okay. As most uh, unbiased information as possible. Take that information and utilize it to live your best, healthiest life. Now, what have I done? Obviously, my contact with people is, is minimal. Generally, I didn't go to restaurants and bars and department stores for the most part pre-COVID. My habits pre-COVID were simple. The only, thing I the only place I stepped foot into often was the grocery store. Now I just do pickup orders because it's much more convenient for me so that my time is better allocated to do something else. So that's one option. Number two, wa wandering through department stores. That was never me. I don't do that. I don't spend the day shopping. Because, I number one, I take care of my clothes. Number two, I see better deals online. And when I do need something at a department store, like such as shirts or whatever, I know the prices. I know where I'm going to look. I don't have to spend a ton of time there. So my time in, a, in an actual retail store is super limited. And over time, I've already obtained enough... Uh, what do you call it? Attained enough material objects, whether it's clothes or other things, and taking care of them to the point where I don't need this other shit anymore. I don't have to constantly be going to upgrade this material stuff. I have plenty. And I can find some of these, like some new shoes I purchased, but that's all material stuff. Like, I don't need to do that anymore. So that's one less thing that I really eliminated from my life pre-COVID. Another thing, shopping at grocery stores pre-COVID. Gas stations, I don't even walk inside anymore. Pre-COVID. And basically post-COVID, I 
yeah, like I said, that's one less environment I'm subject to. Uh, what else? What other pl- what other things is, is there that I generally don't do? Restaurants and bars. Number one, I didn't like spending money pre-COVID as far as going to restaurants, going to bars, going for drinks, cigars, whatever. I was not really into it. I was never really a fan. I would prefer to sit outside if I'm somewhere. And since it's the wintertime most of the time here and where I live, there's not a lot of outside seating. But I wasn't really doing much of that anyways. So that really wasn't a part of my life. So it's not like it affected me anyways. So that was one less thing pre-COVID that I wasn't doing. So I've already been accustomed to this. What else is there? I mean, as far as hanging out with people, hanging out with my friends and stuff like that or family hasn't really changed. If people wanted to hang out or they're inviting me to Halloween parties or family get-togethers, then I just go. And it's always been held in private residences. And as far as I see it, private residences is where the buck stops. Nobody can tell me what to do or anybody what to do inside inside the sa- the sanctuary of a private residence. That's the end. Of the, that's the end of it. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Um, and I live in one of those states that's still about that, you know. So there's that to consider. So I want to set an example as a person who doesn't like. I mean. Being a hermit isn't a good thing. Like I talked about last week, vitamin H, vitamin H, human, being in contact with other humans. But like, it's not like I'm going into department stores to just be a part of society. There's no need for me to do that. I need to, I've, I've developed over the years the right amount of relationships in order for me to obtain and sustain that level of supplementation of humans. I don't need all the other bullshit. So I'm not a, what do you call it? I'm not a a carbon issue for this planet. Like, I yeah, I got it. I got two gas-guzzling V8s in the driveway. I barely drive them. My Mustang, I put 4,000 miles on this year. And my Lincoln, I I have put on less than 500 miles on that car. So you tell me, if you bought a Tesla this year, if you bought a Prius, or wh- if you bought a f- whatever, let me know how many miles you've done in your car this year and how much carbon material it took to make your car. And let me know which one is more damaging to the environment, considering that one of my cars has been around for almost 18 years and the other one has been around for uh, over 20, 23 years. So, and they haven't done any other damage to the environment. So what do you want me to tell you? And I'm consolidating even more going forward. So restoring balance, I mean, what else do I want to do? What else is there for me to do? I'm not sure what else to tell you. I don't have a clue beyond that. I have my goals for Q1 and Q2 of next year. But as far as what else Dr. Peterson can teach us, what other information he can drive at at for us and give us to better our lives, I'm not sure. Because right now we're at a time where there are those around us who may have too much power. And that balance needs to be restored if it can. But just understand, we're now in a situation where if you drive to another state, you have to sign paperwork. If you go, if you walk into a restaurant, you have to sign paperwork. If you walk, get on a plane, you have to sign paperwork. If you leave your house in some states, you will be asked to go back into your house. That doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun to me. That's not what I signed up for. I'm not a fan of that. Quite frankly, I think there's a lot I think we could be doing better, but I know some people that are doing that are doing a hell of a lot worse 
So I think uh, going forward, there needs to be some huge decisions made, and it's by the people. I think that uh, we can be doing better for ourselves and for our families if we start taking responsibility for our own ra- re- uh, our own actions instead of sitting in a Taco Bell or a Starbucks drive through or constantly fucking putting hand sanitizer on us uh, in our bodies. I think we need a little dirt under our fingernails. I think it's time we do a little work, a little more work ourselves. I'm wondering what I can be doing. I'm always wondering what else I could be doing in order to better other people's lives, including my own. Because when I better myself, people around me are better for it. No doubt about it. Because every time I upgrade my life, there are things that I no longer require that benefit that help benefit other people. And believe me, other people do that. That helps benefit me in the long run as well. So I think that's something to, I, I wanted to, I mean, this may sound a little cryptic, but to say to you, there's a lot more that you could be doing that at the end of the day will benefit other people, but will forced, first and foremost benefit you. So I would strongly suggest you start getting your shit together while I figure out a way to get my shit together better. And hopefully Dr. Peterson's next book, which I will be attacking, uh, and I mean by, what I mean by attacking, I mean reading and watching, not critiquing, because let's face it, uh, he's a far superior uh, intellect than I am, um, and I look up to the goddamn guy. So I hope that his new book does really well. People take some information out of it and utilize it the best they can, and I hope it helps me drive further guidance with my own life. I hope. I really do. I'd be disappointed if it didn't. But he didn't disappoint me before. He's yet to disappoint me, so let's look forward to that. We are at 30 minutes. I'm done for the day. I think uh, I think I milked this out for as much as I want to. Um, but like I said, this is the 199th episode of the Positive Sarcasm Podcast. At the end of this month, this podcast will be moved to the lower levels where I will be sitting mobile uh, and a little more condensed for about four to five months. And then I'll take a one-week hiatus, and then we will be back up and running in a hopefully a larger, uh, larger area with more stuff moving forward. So I hope, you know, obviously I hope, but I'm planning for um, some bigger and better things. But this place has been pretty cool. Uh, the fact that I did this all with spare parts and things that I found on the side of the road or stuff I already had available sitting in the closet or things that I bought for very, very cheap. It's been fun. I've had some good times here doing this and setting this all up and learning programs that I've never used before. And I look forward to lo- learning more stuff again and figuring out figuring out ways to expand uh, this whole thing. So I guess that's pretty much it. I'm just excited for it. There's a new year coming. I know it's going to be, I know this one was weird, but, uh, hey, fucking snow always melts unless you live in Alaska. So then I guess that doesn't really qualify, but that's okay. Anyways, we're done here. I'm going to get some more coffee. Thank you all for listening, watching, and subscribing. You can get, you can find me anywhere where uh, podcasts are available. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Well, that's gone, but iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spotify, I'm on all there. You can also like and subscribe to my, my uh, channels on YouTube, Positive Sarcasm, Positive Sarcasm Podcast. And you can email me directly, Positive Sarcasm at Outlook.com. Subscribe and share, comment, do all the stuff, whatever you're supposed to do. And then, of course, email me directly. And then if any other questions or comments or concerns, you can hit me up directly as well. But until then, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. Expect more to come. Check out my channels. And I will talk to you all on Wednesday. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation. Who that knew sleeping with your girlfriend? Yeah, you knew that room.
light. Mickey Avalon, call me Mr. Right. Who that man in a black sedan with two cheap hookers and a Mexican? Bumping white lines, sipping warm force light. Mickey Avalon, call me Mr. Right. Sap on the Ava back and green grass. Young teen on the scene, no future, no past. I don't know nothing about nothing, so don't ask nothing, cause I'll only be talking out my ass. Something smells fishy and I don't know what, but I got a hunch it's your lady. I'm a little bit country and a little bit punk. I got a pistol named Sonny that whistles when he's rubbed the wrong way. Mickey Avalon songs playing strip clubs, so sip some. I stay Spumante with Dante Alligaret. I seen a better day, wine and cheese, by ladies and lemonade. Getting paid for rhymes like these, and I never even learned to say my ABC. With ADD, I rock the beat like ACDC, these done cheap. Who that dude sleeping with your girlfriend? Getting nude and rude in your bed. Same dude that your sister like. Mickey Avalon, call me Mr. Right. Who that man in a black sedan with two cheap hookers and a Mexican? Bumping white lines, sipping warm course light. Mickey Avalon, call me Mr. Right. Radio, can't wait to play me. From K-Rock in L.A. to rooftops in Haiti. Hey, baby, he's Mr. Wrong. And maybe you should listen to the words in his song. Bird on the wire, your skirt's on fire. Now please take a moment to admire my attire. Fresh white bellies and pink two socks. Tight gray Levi's a shirt with polka dots. Rolex watch, but it's fake. Gogazelle glasses and a platinum chain, but it's fake. Like your tits. And your eyes and your nose and your lips and your braids The glitz in LA got me ready to play Anytime, any place, anywhere, any day Every night on the strip I slip and slide I'm that guy, call me Mr. Right Who that dude sleeping with your girlfriend Getting nude and rude in your bed Same dude that your sister like Mickey Avalon, call me Mr. Right Who that man in a black sedan with two cheap hookers and a Mexican? Bumping white lines, sipping warm course light. Mickey Avalon, call me Mr. Right. Support this podcast. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate.